You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The Voices of Kansas in like six months when the NFL is done. So here we go. Um, and we are going to uh, bring back our segment, Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is, this week. And so the bet is uh, it, when my picks are better than Austin's, when I get like 13 or 14 of the teams right, he's going to have to pay for my bar tab one night. All right? You're getting, you're getting 13 or 14? 13 or 14. That's yeah. pretty good. Wait, why don't you bet on your own picks? If you say I, you're so good. I do. And actually, I'll why talk you, about that. Why aren't you rich? I, I, uh, I have a bet I right buy, now I on my Super Bowl I buy pick. too much Monster. Yeah, I do. I'm not. Uh, too so. spend, you, spend all your, you spend all your gambling winnings on Tito's? Yeah. I got like Tito's. Bottles of Tito's. I know. I spent a million dollars on Tito's. I mean, you all can barely. won over the years. You know, open my door because there's just bottles of Tito's, bottles of Tito's. <laughs> everywhere. I'm Gary. This is Austin. We are Midwest Mike's coming back at you live with another episode of Fully Loaded Kansas City. As you can see, Austin is a lazy bastard. He still has his Christmas tree up. I mean, yeah. we're halfway through January, bro. You got, you got all your stuff taken down? Yeah, man. It's all put away. It's back in the basement. That's crazy. No, I just. No, yeah, being lazy, and I yeah, just, you know, I still have, like, it's like a, a mixture. I have Halloween, Thanksgiving, Fourth uh, of July, and Christmas stuff all up right now. Oh, well, just leave it all up. You're leave right. it up all year. All good. <laughs> nah, when I... you're ready, you're just ready. You don't <laughs> have to get ready if you stay ready, right? That's right. That's true. So, it's all good. Yeah. Then, uh, but... Thanks for making fun of me. I'm not, from now on, I'm just going to do the podcast in, like, a dark room. With nothing. With a little flashlight on my face. Um, So, last week, those that watched the show, uh, we talked about a clip that had been edited in uh, before. Uh, Our editing team uh, accidentally uh, made a snafu and put the wrong clip in there, which is fine. It happens uh, in the magic of television. But hopefully this week, you saw the correct clip um, going way back to our bet at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, not going to rehash that too much, but Austin still owes me a bar tab trying to get it. He's like, I can't come out. I can't. I got to stay home. I, I'm broke. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll never oh, broke. I'm broke till, uh I'm broke till next year, buddy. Oh, dang it. I guess, I guess no bar tab for me. I got to win some of these bets so I can, so I can pay you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, – so speaking of bets, uh, neither of us did very well last week. Uh, both both went two and four on wild card weekend. Um, which was the most surprising game to you? Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I, I was sitting there. I was at work. I put it on, and of course, we were talking like we had a little. We got a little. Uh, we got a little chat going on with uh, you know a little group text going on. And uh, we got a friend who's uh, married married to a gal from Oklahoma. So he's a kind of an OU guy, so he's a Baker guy. And he was also doing some DraftKings where he had a lot of Cleveland guys. And he's talking all this shit, and I'm just like, dude, there's no, there's, it ain't happening. Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland beat the Pittsburgh B-Squad last week by, like, two. And, shoot, everything that could have gone wrong for Pittsburgh in that first quarter did. First quarter, what, they're down 28-0? Yeah, like fast. So the first, the first offensive play of the game for Pittsburgh was a bad snap, went over Ben's head, and ended up in the end zone in the arms of Brown's player. So, I mean, they're down seven nothing. uh, And I'll tell you what, I there's a couple lessons that that I kind of learned from. I ended up watching most of the game. uh, Was I should have when a really good team goes down by that much that early. And you get can get a really good live line. 
should grab it. Because at one point I could have grabbed Pittsburgh plus like 20 and a half. And I was like, yeah. they're gonna, I was like, well, shoot, because you, you're not bank, you're not banking on like Pittsburgh actually winning. You're banking on some garbage shit. Like, to where, so Cleveland will zone, or Cleveland will, not zone, Cleveland will play a little back up a little bit. They'll basically, they'll let Pittsburgh get underneath stuff and then basically just keep them inbounds. And that's going to be the game plan. That's, which is what they did, really. Uh, so I should have snatched that up. Really, 13, I saw 13 and a half live. And I texted you guys and said, I'm about to jump, I'm about to jump on this. And I did, and I was like, dang it, I should have, I should have hopped on. Yeah. I think they ended up losing by what, like 11? Yeah, something like that. So, what about um, you? But yeah, Same, or? Def- definitely. Yeah, that that was the most surprising to me. Uh, the other one that really shocked me was the way Rams kind of handled Seattle, and you know, the final score wasn't that large of a gap, but watching the the Rams game at Seattle. The Rams kind of got on them early and oh, just yeah. held them at, at like arm's length. Like, and at no point did you really feel like that uh, Seattle was was in the game or or was going to come back and win it. Like, there there was you know I was watching it with with our group. You had to work, but I was watching it with some of the other guys. And and at no point were, was any of us like, okay, here here comes Seattle. They're going to ride the ship. So that was the other surprising game. Uh, of the weekend for me, uh, but definitely was more shocked by the Steelers because, you know, I I'm, I'm actually glad that on the, on the little group group chat I said I'd bet up to a hundred bucks on Steelers minus six. Yeah, no, sh- you know what? It's funny. I almost I almost was like, fuck it, man. I'll t- I'll do it just because yeah. I'm like, oh, let's let's just have a good time. But I'm nobody like, nobody took it. So. I'm like, dude, Cleveland's like Cleveland's not going to cover, and so I'm like, no, I ain't, I ain't doing that. Not for a hundred. I, I should have just. I mean. I would have done it with you for like a dollar just to make it interesting. The funny thing is on Bovada, I already had Pittsburgh or whatever. But uh, that Rams game, I wasn't too surprised. Uh, I took, I bet on the Rams. I bet, I basically bet on the Rams keeping it close. Mm-hmm. But uh, and you got to see the aftermath of what's going on with that is where Seattle let go of their OC. Was that yesterday yep. or, or this morning? Yesterday, this morning. I think it Ryan. must have been this morning. Brian Schottenheimer, he's gone. They're done running the 19, I don't know. The offense would look dynamic at times. The other times they're like, dude, what are you calling? What is this? Is it, this ain't like 1962. You don't need to – I don't know. I just thought their offense was never very innovative considering the weapons they have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you give if you give like an Andy Reid or even like a Sean McVay, like Russell Wilson with DK and with Tyler Lockett, yeah, pretty good. Should be. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of you know DK Metcalf this year. I had him on a couple of my fantasy teams. I mean, he tore it up yeah. like with Deep. his size and his speed. You, you got to be utilizing that guy more, and like they they didn't really get him involved in the game early, and and you know there was some frustration, and some people were were kind of on him about that on the sideline like when he was kind of yelling at some teammates and stuff. And I like that. I mean, it just means like he's invested and he's like, hey, let's go. Give me the ball. Um, you know, th- there's a good and a bad way to do that. And and I think that that's okay to show a little fire on the sideline that, that he's upset that he's not involved. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm good with that too. I've seen uh, – there's a famous clip. Uh, I don't – I bet you've seen it where Peyton Manning comes off and he's screaming at uh, Saturday. Yeah, Center. you've seen that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mean, they're 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 going at it because he's like, I think Saturday wanted to run the ball, but Peyton's calling the plays. You know, you know, yeah. they give Peyton three plays and he calls it. And Saturday's thinking they should run, and Peyton Manning like puts him in his place. It's it's, and then like it's like literally, I guess there's a clip of like a little bit later on, and they're cool. Yeah. You just gotta. The thing is, when you get all fired up, you just gotta know. Okay, so what? They're all fired up, getting at each other. How? What are they like a little bit later on? What's yeah. the actual relationship? Now, if they actually don't like each other, they'll never get better. But if they do, then they're good because they're just getting on each other. So yeah, I'm a huge DK fan. I think yeah, he's a he's a future superstar, or he is a superstar. But I think he's gonna be you know. In the, you know, he's going to be in the league for quite a while. He's going to be a guy we're going to be hearing about 
for a long time. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, 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 yeah, that's a little bit shocking too. Uh, I was not shocked on, uh, you know, I'm not shocked that Tampa won, but like that little quarterback man from Washington, I like that guy. Yeah. Uh, he, he played well. Um, you know, when, when we picked the game last week, uh, you know, I, I thought Alex Smith was going to play. Same. Which, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, changed, would have changed my pick had I known that yeah, you know, they, they were going to start a guy with no well, one. Well, no, I, I actually, I went, I went Tampa because I'm Yeah, that's, that's one you got right. Um, I, I would have <laughs> went with Tom Brady to cover the eight and a half. Uh, or actually, no, it was it was ended up being an eight point game, so that was actually one I won because I took Washington eight and a half. Yeah, um, you were good. Yeah, you were good there. So I, I would have been wrong had I known Alex Smith wasn't playing. But that quarterback played really about as as well as he could have in in his first NFL start. And I mean, imagine that they were saying a month ago, you know, that guy's just working and doing his thing, and then oh, he's, you know, uh, a month he was later, going to, uh, he's going to school. Yeah. And so now yeah, here yeah. a month later, hey, yeah, you're getting cool. your first NFL start, and the other guy on the other side is Tom Brady. You got that. And then I guess what happened is uh, – so he's an XFL guy, so that yeah. automatically makes us fans of him. Yeah. And uh, I guess he had been on Patriots practice squad uh, a little while ago, so he kind of had a, a slight relationship with Brady. Okay. So Brady cool. You know, he said, he, said, he said when he dealt with Brady, Brady was great for showing us some stuff. That kid had a lot of heart, man. He's he's got a lot of heart. I don't know mm-hmm. if Washington, what Washington does moving forward with him. I think I don't know about being a starter, but I think keep him on the roster. But to me, man, the biggest thing when I watch that game is Washington can feel really, really good about who they hired for their head coach. Yes, because those players play for him, and they play for him really hard. They, I think they love Ron Rivera, like. I'd say they love that dude, man. And he gets, no matter what, because how many quarterbacks did he start this year? Four? Four yeah, different quarterbacks like this that. year. Four different quarterbacks. One's a total bust. And, you know, you're you're preparing these guys, and, and they, they win seven games and go to the playoffs and had a decent chance of beating Tampa, that I the team I think is going to the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. I think Washington made the right choice with Rivera, dude. I I do too. As, as Their a, owner a Cowboys fan, great. As, as a Cowboys fan, I will officially say I hate that hire. Um, <laughs> just because I think he's going to make them good and competitive. Uh, well, you love, love the man, hate the hire. Yeah, uh, you know, and I mean, he's a guy who was battling cancer all year and coaching an NFL team. I mean, so I got a lot of respect for Ron Rivera. He did a great job. Uh, nothing yeah. bad to say about the man, but uh, in other NFC East news, um, Jeff Laurie called me after the show last week, and he said, "Hey man, really? he said, yeah." He said, "I saw I saw your rant on on Midwest Mike's fully loaded on the Kansas City Podcast Network." So I was just happened to be flipping through. Somebody showed it to me. So you really think Doug Peterson lost his team? I said, "Hell yes, he did." So you gotta get rid of that guy. I said, now, as a Cowboys fan, I want you to keep them because I think they'll win, like, two games next year. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so, obviously, then the news came out. I didn't even get a credit in the in the news articles. Nowhere did they say – did Lori mention my name. So, I'm a little mad about that. Uh, you know, but that's typical Philadelphia. That's because, Philadelphia. Because, uh, that's because you're a Cowboys fan. And he's like, yeah. he's like thanks a lot, sucker. Thanks for the advice. Yeah. Actually, advice. Uh, no, typical. dude. Uh, so that that's kind of a crazy timeline because originally it comes out that his job is safe, mm-hmm. and then they have and then they have a meeting, and they're talking about the future and their plan. I guess Larry, 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 Lori, whatever. He's got a plan, and Peterson had a different plan. And Peterson said, "I'm doing it my way. If you don't like that, take this job and you shove it up your ass." And uh, or I think he's uh, fired me, and uh, whatever. So Larry said, "All right." He put out a, some. He put out some statement. He, I don't know if you saw that. It's like it's like a page long. 
Yeah. Larry, that was like, oh, you don't need that I shit. Mean, I mean, you don't need that. Nah, it, it is what it is. Like, you, you paid the money to an NFL team. You're paying all these salaries. Uh, you're doing all these things. Like, run it the way you want, man. So, I think that, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who Philadelphia hires. You know, I, I wonder if, if they will. I haven't heard that they've asked the interview be enemy yet. Um, but I don't know. Like, do they hire another Andy Reid guy? You know, Andy Reid le- obviously left Philly, came to Kansas City. They hired an Andy Reid guy in Peterson, which it, it worked out for them. They got a Super Bowl out of it. Um, so do they do they go with another Andy Reid guy in the enemy, or, or it may not you know, be do they go I mean, in another direction? The enemy might interview there, but I, it's come out. There's a quote from the enemy where he says, "I'm not leaving unless the job is perfect." I'm only yeah. leaving for I'm only leaving, I'm in I'm in a really good spot in KC. And I think he's one of the higher paid coordinators too. And he said, dude, I'm not I I'm leaving for the perfect job. I'm not leaving to, to take and the Eagles is a terrible job. The Eagles mm-hmm. still gotta deal with Carson Wentz and the Jalen Hurts problem. And you gotta try to find a trade partner for Wentz on that terrible contract. Uh then you gotta get that lock. Well, I guess you know what. Now they fired Dougie P. They probably they'll, they'll, that locker room will probably come around pretty good, especially if they bring in the enemy. Yeah, the locker room coming on him pretty good. But really, man, the enemy's not gonna. I don't think he'll go there. Fifty. They're yeah. second worst on cap space next year behind. And, and I, I mean, you, you bring up a lot of good points there because I mean, as a as a coach, you don't you know you don't, you don't want to leave a job when you don't have a job, but at the same time. Like if you're enjoying the place you're at, it's not like you're looking for, for that next job. Like you enjoy, he enjoys the job he has in Kansas city. And so it's not like he's has to get out right now. Like he's, he's working for a guy he hates or something. And he's like, I've got, I've just got to take a job to get out of here. I mean, he, he can be picky because he oh, can yeah. always stay. I mean, like use that. He, he's one of the highest paid coordinators in the league. He, he gets to work with the best player on the planet mm-hmm. um, every day. Uh, with Patrick Mahomes under center, you always have a chance every week. You get to keep learning. Yeah, keep learning from Andy Reid. Uh, so, I mean, you're right. He, he can be picky, and that's okay. But I will say this. if uh, I can't believe that no one has offered him a job yet. And if if no one does, that's a travesty. Like the only the only reason like he should the, rem- like if if the Chargers if the, if the Chargers if the Chargers interviewed Jason Garrett and they interviewed Bienemy and then they choose Garrett, that yeah. would be that's insane. Yeah, I, I mean Atlanta, Houston's now going to interview him. Uh, obviously, the Jets have already done it. Detroit did it. Uh, I think Jacksonville interviewed him. Dude, you know, I mean, you know what the best job is, dude. To me, there's an argument for Houston, but with zero cap and with no draft picks, unless you trade Watson, the best job is the Chargers. Yeah. Besides, yeah, besides you got your quarterback. You yep. got your you you have your you have your franchise QB. You have good receivers. You have a defense that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they're young, and they have cap space, and you have a good GM. Like, dude, it's that's a good, that's a really good job. Yeah. So, um, you know, and now being me, if if they offer it to him and being me says no, that's a different story. But yeah, I think you know, it, he he should get all the job offers. Um, I mean, there's nothing about his coaching track record that says he can't do it. I think the only, uh, yeah, the only one, the only one that 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 when we say yeah, uh, Jacksonville is definitely pretty. They're, 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 they got a hard on for Urban. Yep. But uh, which, you know, kind of transitioning to that, I don't think Urban Meyer will be a good head coach in the NFL. You know, w- what made him so special in college was his ability to recruit and get guys to come and play for him. That's not necessarily a skill set you need in the NFL. Now there are certain free agents that you kind of wine and dine and, and try to get to come join your team, but. Right. For the most part, recruiting is, isn't a big part of it. It's more managing the, the egos in the locker room. And not that Urban Meyer can't do that, but like I said, what 
what made him stand out in college was his ability to recruit, kind of like Nick Saban. Uh, you know, and you can have total control over your guys because in college you can tell them, hey, bedtime is this time and, and you know, we're in the dorms, we're doing dorm checks. With a grown men, you can't do all that. And so, you know, Nick Saban obviously didn't translate well as a head coach in the NFL. I, I, I think Urban Meyer would be more of the same. Yeah, his only the only thing that may help him in the NFL, and I think is what people are getting sold on is how good he is at tur- <clears throat> turning quarterbacks into the best versions of themselves. Because if you notice, like a lot of his QBs that he's had over the years, like they flame out in the NFL, but in college they're like lights out, and mm-hmm. they and they look really good, right? All those guys, even like Tebow. Tebow, uh, who's the guy before Tebow at Florida? Driscoll? Driscoll? Well, but before that, he, he was uh, he worked with a guy. Oh, Alex Smith? Alex Smith. Alex Smith goes first overall, right? First overall? Yeah. And is, like, not great in the league for, like, five years until he mm-hmm. gets the hardball. And then they kind of yeah. change who he is. And so the only thing that people are – I think the, the big thing I've been seeing that, that Urban Meyer is like, – is uh, that quarterback whisperer type thing. But, dude, I am not an Urban Meyer guy, so he's going to get to the NFL, and the, and the Jaguars are still going to suck if he goes there. I will, I will like, be an anti-Jaguars guy because I, I think he's a, I think he sucks as a person. I think, he's, I think he's trash. And so I got nothing good to say about that dude, man. I, I don't like him. I think he's, a, I think he's an asshole. Not a fan at all. There, there you go. Um, sure. That's your opinion. We'll have, we'll have him on the show next week. You can tell him. Good. Hopefully, a couple phone calls. Right, he'll be sitting right by me. I'll just bang. I'll just punch just him punch out. Him in the face. <laughs> that's what yeah, we'll get. invite him on our show, and then we'll just jump him, beat him up. I think he just has a lot of character. I, I, he is a good coach. Great college coach. Great college coach. Character flaws. Character flaws. I think the guy the guy prioritizes winning over uh, morality. Yeah, uh, definitely one of the one of the things people have said about him. So, uh, anything else before we get into this weekend's games? Yeah, what do you got to say about the national championship? Oh yeah, uh, national championship. Great I game. I did end up taking. Yeah, I did end up taking Bama. To cover, uh, I got it at eight and a half. So, Fuck, I felt really good I, about I took, that. Uh, I took Ohio State like an idiot. And <sighs> you know, it's just the 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 way that Sarkeesian is so creative with all those guys on offense uh, is Uh-oh. amazing. A little bit of a little bit of this is coming. Yeah, bit. so Texas. you know, you know, I have been wanting Texas to be good for so long. It would be so good for the Big Twelve if Texas it's, was good. Yes, and so I think next year Texas will be back. Not not in the national championship conversation next year. Give him a couple years, but I I think Sark can write that ship. But talking about the national championship, Alabama just too many weapons on offense, like. You can't stop it. At one point, you know, with their alignment, they had the Heisman Trophy winner run a one-on-one with a middle linebacker. And he's going to win that battle every time. Just by alignment with motion, uh, you know, the the, not that the X's and O's for the Ohio State coaches were bad because they're great coaches as well. I mean, Ryan Day has done a great job there. Just Alabama has too many weapons. And – when you don't have speed that can match up with that, you're going to be in trouble. And so yeah. just by, by formation, they did some things, and with motions, they did some things to gain an advantage on the defense uh, just by that. And so – and they had the fastest guy on the field. So they, Dude, they – watched that game, and I've watched Alabama throughout the year. I think – now, LSU last year was pretty special. I really, in my opinion, I feel like this Bama team is is like up there. Like, Oh, yeah. 
way up. Like maybe I kept thinking I'm watching them play this game, and I'm like, this might be the best team I've ever seen. I'm serious because they just there's nothing they can't do, and they yeah. were super. It wasn't like super flashy. Like it was like ultra efficiency on offense. We're gonna do like a, I mean, we're just gonna dent, dent, dent. if you let us run, we're gonna run. Whatever's open, Jones is gonna make the right decision. Like it was, I mean, it's just a super machine. Yeah, and, like, um, Damn. and as uh, you know, as I was talking to some coaching friends uh, about that game, like it's it's hard to like most teams. You're either a tempo team where you're getting up there and you're snapping the ball quick or your team that's going right. to let it run down under 10 seconds, under five seconds and snap it. Well, right. Alabama was very cerebral with sometimes they would go fast and other times yeah. they take their time. And, and that kind of prevents your defense from getting in a rhythm too, when they don't know like, Hey, are they going to hurry up and snap it? Or I mean, are they going to let this thing run down and, and just, I mean, all those things, like, you, you look at it, and I was watching uh, – I watched the uh, telecast on ESPN2 or ESPN News where they had kind of the coach's room, and they had uh, Hugh Freeze and, and oh, the head yeah, coach from Wake Forest. I heard that was really uh, good. Head coach from, uh, like, Carolina A&T and uh, Gene Chizik. And, and just listening to those guys, uh, one tells me I got to get better because as fast as they – recognize stuff and they're like oh here it comes and uh, I'm like whoa I have barely recognized in the formation at this point and they're calling out the play but uh you know the uh just listening to those guys though break it down and they're like listen you know just talking about the way Nick Saban runs that team and um you know they they had good things to say about Ryan Day as well because you know to get to the national championship is great and I don't think there's another team in the country that would have been closer to Bama than nope. Ohio State was. Nope. So You're right. you know, I definitely want to compliment them and what they did. But just, like I said, too many weapons for Bama. It's, and for them to be able to sometimes go fast and sometimes go slow, <laughs> uh, that's tremendous. It made, me feel, it made me feel like watching that game. So I guess uh, every single game this year they scored 35 or more, every game. And uh, it made me feel like they – some of the teams that they, that they beat by 20, like 30, 38 to 10 or whatever, they probably could have ran it up to 70. Yeah. Because I think when Ohio their, – their plan on Ohio State was like, oh, this might be – because the, the whole – anybody that bet on Ohio State and the stuff I read, it was all about Ohio State might be able to keep up on offense mm-hmm. and, and miss out a couple couple drives, not be able to do it, and then they'll lose by – they'll get a garbage TD and then lose by seven or whatever. Which didn't happen. Uh, Fields looked like he was lost sometimes, like mm-hmm. lost, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, bad. So, and I had seen, uh, you know, we both have that action app uh, for the for betting, and mm-hmm. there was a guy that broke down statistics between 19's LSU team and Bama's 2020 team as far as like offensive efficiency, and Bama this year's Bama team was better in like every single category at all. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, because the LSU one was historic. But this team is just – so, to me, I'm thinking, man, Texas has really – you know, they people want to question the – how do you say his name? Sarkeesian? Sarke- yeah, Sarkeesian. 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 So, people kind of question that higher. But I, I don't think so. I think I think he's going to have Texas offense humming. And he just needs to bring in a good D.C. He'll be just fine in Texas, so. Yeah, rumor never, really, is, uh, never really a game. Rumor is, and, and uh, you know, when this happens, you can quote me on it. Okay. Barry Odom. Really? Yep. I like that. I like that. And that will be That's good, too, because uh, Barry Odom Odom's actually really good at getting guys to the league. Yeah. Because there is a lot of defensive guys that made to the league. And mm-hmm. so, that'd be a great hire. I mean, and you, you as a Missouri fan, um, you know, I, I think you have to look at his tenure as head coach. I mean, he did some things well. He, you know, he took over at a tough time and kept the program competitive in the SEC, right? Uh, yeah, decently competitive. Uh, he was like the guy that they hired the head coach, and you go, 
shoot, this guy's this guy is really supposed to be a coordinator. And you can tell. Yeah. I mean, he's he's supposed to be a DC. That's what he's supposed to do. Uh, so if he can get that DC job in Texas, man, that'd be that'd be good for Texas. So yeah, I mean, like Big Twelve, just hey, you just got to hold people under thirty, you'd probably be fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that puts Bo on the college football season, man. Uh, you know, there are some teams around us that are going to be playing in the spring, some Division Two ball, you know, in the MIAA because they didn't play in the fall because of COVID. So they're about to play in the spring. So that'll be interesting, too. Uh, you know, we'll get some spring football this year. <coughs> Man, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, That's cool. I'm here for it. So, yeah, you know, it's not – obviously not not to the level of uh, what, what we saw in, in the fall. But still, the MIAA is a good league, Division Two league. So, you know, we'll probably talk about some of those games and things when they get a little closer. All right, that'll work, though. Yeah, um, so let's get into it, man. The divisional round this weekend. This is my favorite round of the playoffs, uh, you know, because typically your teams, I mean, they all work hard, but uh, most of your teams, you know, this year, all the teams, but the top two seeds in each, or top seed in each uh, division have won a game now in these playoffs. And so get some good matchups. Uh, we have Rams at Packers. Ravens at Bills, Browns at Kansas City, and then Tampa Bay at New Orleans. So uh, just start with the first game of the weekend, uh, Rams at Packers. Rams last weekend, we talked about it already, uh, won a game at Seattle. Uh, so uh, now they travel to Green Bay in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Long trip to, to Green Bay, Wisconsin. From Southern LA California. Rams. No more in California. You got to go to the land of the cold. That being said, I like Sean McVay a lot. And I like him to lose but keep the game close. So I'm taking Rams plus seven. I already have a bet on this game. I took it yesterday. Rams plus seven, purely based on coaching. Even though I think Packers I, I Packers have a, a, you know, they got good coaches too. I, I like McVay to keep this game close. I think he knows what's going to take to win. What's going to take to win is defensive play from the Rams. They keep Rodgers off the field and play. There'll be a low. Maybe if the Rams end up somehow winning or making it close, low-scoring game. So look for the under on that because uh, that that'll be the way it goes. If it turns into a shootout, it's over. Green Bay smashes them. Yeah, I like, um, the Rams, I like for the Rams to keep it close. I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out. Oh. Just, I think he's going to obliterate these dudes. Um, Jared Goff, I mean, two weeks ago, dude had surgery on his throwing hand. And, hey, he, you looked know, yeah. he looked good. He looked good. He did. He, he, played, he played well for a guy who just had surgery. And the emergency quarterback for the Rams at that point would have been their punter. So, uh you know, they were down a quarterback. I'm sure they brought somebody in this week. I don't know uh, the guy that started the game for him. I don't know his medical condition uh, after the hit last week. So, I don't yeah, know he if he's back. A blown up. Um, but, I mean, McVay's a good coach, so he'll he'll handle that piece of it. I just think that the, the, the cold, the fact that they're on the road, they got to go all the way up to Green Bay, Southern California team, um, just that that plays pretty much in a stadium that's mostly in it's indoors you know it's kind of closed off it's got a little opening at the top but you know just they're they're the weather's going to get to them Aaron Rodgers again is is playing out of his mind right now he's going to win the MVP so yeah I mean they cover I I I almost think they win by double digits well like 10 like 10 to 14 Damn. I could see him. I could see him winning by fourteen to twenty-one, but I mean, I wouldn't bet that. But yeah, I don't think. It, yeah, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> Just they again. Yeah. I think this it's is a close be game. Cold. This, is a, this is a close game for for the way I feel is because I feel like the Rams are really going to try to slow this. They're going to try to slow the tempo down to very slow because the Rams' defense is is playing really well right now. They and, are. Uh, 
they're you know what they're from what everybody thought of them at the beginning of the season they are overachieving like crazy that defense is good and everyone yeah kind I mean of I had them making the playoffs then I obviously had them losing uh, to Seattle last week but they'll lose this week to the Packers uh, Aaron yeah, I don't know man hey, we'll see Jalen Ramsey Jake, you think Jake you think Jake from State Farm will be there or you think he'll be here in Kansas City with Mahomes probably Kansas City because that's more of a sure thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if, uh, and if the weather would be better. Yeah, definitely going to have better weather. Uh, moving on to the next game, uh, Ravens. This is this is this is the game I'm looking most forward to of the weekend. Actually, uh, Ravens plus two and a half at the Bills. Right. Uh, I am. I'm taking the Ravens. Obviously, Lamar Jackson got the monkey off his back last week. Won his first playoff game. He's going to win his second one this weekend. So, I'm taking the points. They're running the ball well. That defense is playing well. Ever yep. since Lamar had to go take that shit on Monday night football, he's 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 played back to what got him here. And so, you know, Lamar Jackson, man, here we go. I don't think the Bills defense can contain him. He'll have one big run that, that'll kind of um, get him going. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I, I think uh, Baltimore's going to beat him on the ground. They sure aren't going to beat him passing because one thing we did learn on Lamar last week, he still can't throw. But they can run. he can throw decent and he can run. Uh, and uh, I remember you know, I watched Buffalo, not great against the run. Buffalo had a lot of – there was a lot of times where if certain fourth down conversions go certain ways, uh, Indy actually probably could have won that game last week. So I don't think Buffalo is – Buffalo's like this uh, – you know, people are really hot on Buffalo. They're a hot team, blah, blah, blah. I'm not buying it too much. I really think the hottest team actually in the, in the, in the AFC is actually Baltimore over Buffalo. So I actually bet this yesterday, and I ended up getting three. So it's gone down to two and a half, which means a lot of people are rolling Baltimore. Yeah. And I'm agreeing with it. So <clears throat> I'm going Baltimore plus I got three on Bovada yesterday. For our purpose, I'll go two and a half and all for the same stuff you said. And I'm actually a little bit sick of, uh, I got, you know, I'm in some sports groups on Facebook. A little bit sick of Bills fans mm-hmm. acting like uh, they haven't lost any games. And I don't understand, or acting out like Allen's MVP, and I even he's not better, he's not the best in any category. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't understand, I don't know how he would be MVP guy. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna go. Typically, have great fans though, so yeah, hey, it's okay. Bago Baltimore plus two and a half. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, so you know, obviously Buffalo smashing their playoff drought. I think they hadn't won a playoff game since like 1995 or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, so congratulations to them, but I don't think they win another one this, this weekend. The, uh, then sure. moving in. Real quick. What's that? The, with Buffalo and with Cleveland, like, it's like times have changed. Yeah. Times have changed. Uh-huh. Eventually your team will be good. Yeah. So the Browns is the Browns. Come to Kansas City. Uh, you know, they really – made Juju Smith-Schuster eat those words about the Browns is the Browns and they're a nameless face and, you know, all that type of stuff he was saying. I mean, and they they literally punched Pittsburgh in the mouth yeah. and kept punching them until they stopped moving. Uh, you know, so Browns at Kansas City, Chiefs have been off. Um, a lot of the starters have been off two weeks now, um, so it's kind of the, the rest thing, you know, versus rust in this case. You know what? I don't I think there's going to be any rust. I don't buy that crap because guess what? Cleveland didn't practice all week. Yeah. And went out and walloped Pittsburgh. And so and didn't no, have didn't. a head coach. <clears throat> and no head coach. Even though he was involved in, you know, I'm sure he's involved in creating the game plan. But, dude, like, that type of stuff proves – I don't know about proves, but this late in the season, them boys don't need to be practicing every day. They need to rest. Mm-hmm. They already got it. Uh, so when that a hey, when that CBA 
when that CBA comes back up, I bet there'll be some practice stuff on there. Well, they'll be like, yeah, we don't need, we don't need these preseason games. We don't need, we don't need to practice as much, which I actually, I think, or they, maybe they should have, you know what they should, they probably should have some optional practice stuff and then requirement practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Let each team kind of figure it out. But like, dude, I'm telling you, like, the, like this late in the season, you just really want guys to get healthy because they already know, they already got the game plan. So, uh, yeah. So all that being said, Chiefs are 10 point favorites. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of the double digits in the playoffs. Right. But Chiefs have the best player in the world. Uh, Cleveland, they they played really well last week, Um, obviously against the opponent they know well. Yeah. Uh, You know, Big Ben had never lost to Cleveland in his career in Pittsburgh and all those things. I just – I don't think they can do that twice in a row. I don't think they can play that well two weeks in a row. Right. And obviously, the Chiefs are arguably the best team in football. Like I said, I, in my opinion, they got the best player in the league right now in Mahomes. Uh, you know, you got you got Kelsey, you got Hill, and, you know, you got Matthew in, in the middle of that defense that, that's playing really well right now, getting a lot of interceptions. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going Chiefs to cover here at home. Yeah, there's a there's a few stats I'll go with. Now, uh, my first first point is I'll never bet against the Chiefs, so I'm a, of course I'm Chiefs minus ten. My second point is Andy Reid uh, coming off a of bye week is six and zero with Patrick Mahomes, so I'll take that. It's six. It's like six and zero in, in like and it's like blowouts. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's like I think it's double digit double digit wins. I I can't remember that exact number, but he is six and zero, and I think all time. All time his record off five weeks is like it's like in the eighty. I think it's like eighty or eighty five percent. Like it's really yeah. really good because Andy Reid's a pro, and he's he's you know he's one of the greats and he's one of the best coaches of all time and that's how it is. Uh, you know, a guy guy. All the great coaches are the same. Belichick's got the same thing after bye week. Belichick's on fire. Like that's just how it goes. So I'll take that six and zero. Uh, Mahomes best player. In football, take that. And also, Chiefs defense this season, only I think it's like five games, more than 20 points given up. Yeah. I'll take that all day. All day. The defense really is kind of taking a, a back a back seat to what the offense kind of has been doing. But the defense has played really well this year. You know, so, you know, I, I'll take that. And like you said, I don't think – Cleveland can do that twice in a row to where they go up on somebody that huge, which even if they did mm-hmm. it, Chiefs, like, I'm good. I mean, we saw that with Houston last year. They go up 24-0, and it's like, all right. So, Chiefs just end up, you know, Chiefs end up scoring 52. They go on a 52-7 run after that. And so, I don't think there's anything here that makes you think the Chiefs will lose. And I I really feel like the Chiefs minus ten is is right. It's like borderline, like right there. Like if anybody is not a Chiefs fan <clears throat> and they're talking about betting Cleveland, I wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, because like you said, double digit playoffs. But a lot of the stuff I'm thinking is like, dude, I I, I see Casey winning by. I see Casey winning thirteen, thirteen to fifteen, you know, fourteen points, something like that. So Casey minus ten for me, sir. Yep, same. Uh, then the last game of the weekend is the two old guys battling it out, Drew Brees and Tom two Brady. All-famers. Two all-famers. Uh, first ballot, no doubt. Yep. Um, the uh, line is three, New Orleans uh, at home, getting the traditional three. Last time these teams squared off, New Orleans whooped them. Right. Um, I know you're big on Tom Brady. Yep. I'm big on Drew Brees. I'm bigger on Drew Brees than Tom Brady. You're the other way. So, here, I'm going Breezy, Sean Payton. Um, I also think Sean Payton's a better head coach than Bruce Arians. So, I'm taking uh, well, I agree. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that. But, yeah, I'm going to go Tampa plus three. Uh, 
First of all, I got to bet with Joey that they make it to the Super Bowl, which actually I'm feeling pretty good about. Yeah. And uh, I think Tom Brady's on fire right now. He's playing really well. And uh, Breezy's, uh, Breezy's playing okay. You know, they played Chicago last week. They got, you know, they were the high seats. I got to play Shidetown. Uh, Tampa got got to play uh, fired up Washington team, and they they you know, they didn't cover but they won. But I uh, I'm going Tampa here in points. I'm gonna call this the Hall of Fame game because that's what it is. We got two of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. So my thing is this: if you you know if you got the time to actually sit down and you're not doing anything to sit down and enjoy this game. You should, because these guys are two of the greats that may not, they probably won't be playing in the league. Breeze might retire this year. Brady's probably got two years or three years and, and they're gone. So let's enjoy them while they're here, but I'll go to Tampa plus three. All right. Sounds good. Um, now it is the divisional round. Like I said, it's my, my favorite uh, round of the playoffs. Do you have a, a memory or a moment that uh, you really enjoyed? What do you think I'm going to say? I think you already know. Right, last year against Houston, right? Oh yeah, my favorite. So yeah, talk, talk round about that. I'll set up the uh, I'll set up the scenario. We're at my house. We're having mm-hmm. a good time. Chiefs started getting their ass kicked pretty bad. Houston's rolling. I mean, it feels like every single thing in the game is going Houston's way, right? Everything. They're scoring fast. Pretty fast. It's it's my living room's got people in it, right? But yeah. as the score starts changing, people start leaving. They start going to the kitchen. They start hanging out talking about other stuff. And it's still the first quarter. But they're, like, writing this game off, like, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. I jump up Bovada and uh, place another bet on this game because I said Chiefs going to come back. And, uh, dude, I can't remember. Did I place a spread or a money line bet? Money you, line got a, you did a money line. Yeah. And I still end up hitting my I, – I, well, obviously, I still hit my spread I had, my spread bet I had, which originally is, like, I don't know what the original spread is, maybe seven or six or something like that. But I ended up hitting that too, which is great. So I bet money line and the odds were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So my favorite moment is that watching that comeback and I'm and then I'm like, I mean, we had a me and you had a good time watching that. And all of a sudden it's like it's weird. Like you get to the point where you're losing twenty four zero and I'm still feeling really good about the game because we have so much time left. All the way to the point where the Chiefs are up by you know, they're up by they're up by 14, and you're thinking this game's over. We're moving on to Tennessee. So my favorite moment is probably that Houston comeback. All right. Um, you know, I I went, I went. I do remember that one. That was a fun one. Um, this one I don't remember. I've only seen highlights because uh, I'm going all the way back to 1975. How is that your favorite memory? No. Was just my favorite moment. Like moment. Okay. The original, the original Hail Mary to the original '88 Roger Staubach to Drew Pearson against the Minnesota Vikings in the divisional round of the playoffs. 1975. Um, 1975 divisional playoffs. Um, you know the Minnesota Vikings were the number one seed. Dallas hits the Hail Mary to knock them off and, and go on to uh, keep playing in the NFC Championship the next week. 24 seconds left. 24 and that seconds. was the original Hail Mary. I mean, it's like the first time. First oh, time anybody right. calls the, it a Hail Mary. The story is, what? what is it, what's the story? You know the story. Yeah, so, um, you know, Staubach just says he just threw it up there and said a little Hail Mary and Hope somebody came down with it. That's the name. There's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no play design. Just everybody yeah. goes. Everybody goes, everybody's, and he just everybody's on the fly, fly routes. Yep, Drew Pearson, baby, the original '88. Um, you know, I just, uh, 
I don't know. I wanted to go with a little nostalgia on that. So that's great. The original I mean, for, that's for a Cowboys fan. That's that's a good time. Stallback is, you know, he's a beast. You guys ended yep. up winning the Super Bowl last year. Did you make it to the Super Bowl that year? Yeah, they did. Uh, I, they lost to the the Steelers. No shame in that. No, those '70s Steelers were were pretty good. That's like a, that's one of the most. I mean, that's probably the second. I don't know. Is it the second most dominant dynasty next to the Patriots? Next to New England. Um, yeah, I think you got to put what New England's done over the last twenty years. Definitely up there uh, above anybody else. And then, I mean, I don't know. You know, the '90s Cowboys too were, were pretty good. '90s Cowboys put them against those '70s Steelers. I tell you what, my only knock on the on those '90s Cowboys is I'm like, if you guys, you know, Jerry and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy figure out the ego thing, I mean, you're you're probably looking at five rings. Yeah, for real. I'm like, damn. So it's a lesson to everybody. Like, check your ego. Yeah, check definitely. Check your ego. But so, um, if you have a favorite divisional round moment uh, in the playoffs, uh, go ahead and share it with us on Twitter at Midwest Mike's. Uh, let us know what, what yours is. Um, love to hear from the fans and what are some of your favorite moments. I'm sure all of you in Chiefs Kingdom remember last year's game against Houston. You know, it, it was fun being with this guy because I can honestly say he, he never gave up. He always hey, nah. come back and win. Uh, Dude, I am, I, am, I am the most – like I know, I know stuff, and I, I use my brain. But sometimes I am the most unrealistic fan there is, and I'll yeah. be like, "Hey, they're coming back. I don't care." And I'll, you know, I'll trick myself into believing it. But uh, yeah, dude, that was that was a good time. Plus, I probably I probably had about twenty beers, so yeah, I felt pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, you got anything else? That's it, man. Good luck to everybody betting on these games. Uh, it, like you said, man, the uh, divisional round is awesome. These these games should all be really good. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, maybe not the KC game. That's a blowout. But uh, yeah. all the other games would be all the other games would be really good. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be I'll be watching them. Uh, definitely all of them, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, just be watching football. Four games this weekend. Two games next weekend, then a week off, and then the Super Bowl. So we'll have to uh, go forward from there. And then we got to figure out college basketball, buddy. Yep. So, all right, well, I'm Gary. This is awesome. We're Midwest Mike's. This has been Fully Loaded Kansas City. We'll be back next week.